Welcome to the first episode of Empathy Always Wins in 2021. You're listening to the world's exclusive leadership and mental health show. And my name is Ali Salama, and I'm so freaking honored to be able to showcase a podcast that has been going on for one year to date with over 80,000 downloads and over 700 listeners. And this is going to be, I believe, episode 38. Yes, it will be. So thank you to everyone who's been tuning in. First of all, I just want to say thank you, Ash, for the music. Daydream, you can stream it everywhere on Apple, Spotify, you name it. Ash is a really close friend of mine. Highly respect him. He started just from his bedroom, just like this podcast did. Um, and I highly admire his empathetic personality. He's one of my really good friends that lead literally what we're preaching on this podcast from A to Z. Maybe soon we can have him as a guest, but... Today's episode is going to be a little bit different, a little bit special, and a little bit of a story about Empower. How did I create it? What obstacles did I face? My depression, did I overcome it? I live with depression, but how does this even make sense in the corporate world? Isn't that something you shouldn't talk about? What? You know, I think my mind just went, you know, bonkers right now but we're gonna narrow everything down with a very special person who interviewed me not too long ago by the name of Ahmad El Hamamsi and I am really excited to share this interview with you because I feel that technically speaking I'm always on the interviewing side I'm always asking questions I'm very present but it feels very different when you're being interviewed and I want to share that with you because Ahmed did a great job. I felt very good after the the, the LinkedIn live. And you guys can follow Ahmed on LinkedIn as well. He's a great content creator. Um, I do follow him as well. And you can follow me as well on LinkedIn. I, I post every day as well as I do on Instagram. Without further ado, this is uncovering this, the real backend story of building the Middle East's mental health magazine and network, Empower Mag. Let's hop into today's episode. And may you have a lovely 2021, and I'm wishing everybody to really stick strong as we overcome this pandemic. So without further ado, Thank you for tuning in, and this is going to be an exciting conversation. Um, very raw, very real, very heart-driven and heart-centered. And uh, I hope that if you like it, please feel free to give the podcast a rating, uh, subscribe, and even leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. And drop me a DM on Instagram. Don't be a stranger. Let's hop into it. Hello everyone. We're live today with uh, Ali Salama. He's uh, the, Middle the Middle East ambassador of mental health. He has a podcast that's dropped number one in uh, Apple apps called uh, Empathy Always Wins. Keynote speaker in several events. And uh, Ali, how are you doing? How are you, Ahmed? How's it going? 
All good, all good. So excited to have you today. And uh, really, you've been doing uh, a lot of uh, great things in 2020. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Ali. Ali, uh, uh, take us through your trip in uh, mental health and how did you start about this uh, project of uh, uh, being the mental health ambassador and uh, why did you choose mental health especially as your profession and as your passion? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, yeah, and usually I'm asked that quite a lot because I'm not a professional or I'm not a... I'm just, a, you know, you could, you could perhaps call me a social entrepreneur. I even say an artistpreneur because the way we're going on about making a change, there's a lot of art in the way you have to think about things. Um, again, to your question, what made me go into mental health? It's, uh, uh, you know, I was an athlete, Tanya. I swam in uh, Al Nasser here. I, I signed with them before I uh, left. You know, in 20, I think. 12, I swam in Nadi Gazira. I swam with, you know, I swam in the World Championships. So I was always, oh. I was always, I was always very competitive. But, you know, uh, when I went to university, I, I, I couldn't cope with living in Canada. The entire, um, you know, was and uh, I got mentally ill. I got a mental disease. I, I it wasn't sadness. It was depression it was something that i didn't feel before it was uh, a new reality that you know is a very dark reality and it's it's very important that uh, it's because of how intense this experience was uh, i realized that uh, you know I, it almost felt like dying like you ha if, if i was going to make it out of it i felt like i needed to uh, get other people out of it um and I, I made myself a promise uh, that, you know, if, if I do this, I was in entrepreneurship as well, studying, uh, you know, entrepreneurship and strategy in the best entrepreneurship school in Canada. Um, I had the Omar al-Arabi, who is uh, the, you know, the grandfather of Toshiba al-Arabi as well. It was a very renowned wow. school. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the level of education around entrepreneurship that I, that I received was, I mean, I'm very grateful for it. And I realized that in one project that I had at school, um, it was all experiential learning. So we had to go out, fail, and come back, tell them why it didn't work. So I, I found, hey, well, that's a good idea to maybe put out a, an anonymous submission form on uh, Snapchat. That was back then. Uh, <laughs> and it went viral. I literally just wrote, uh, break the silence, Egypt, uh, share your story anonymously. And uh, I wasn't in a place to read those stories, but it just blew up. And it captured a lot of attention. And I didn't know quite then what I wanted to do, you know, other than, okay, wow, I need to, first of all, get mentally better because I found this drive, this, this need, this demand that no one else had known in my age. And I had data. I had what my classroom was teaching me. I had a, a, a valid idea. In entrepreneurship, you have to know your idea is valid. You do tests. This was the test and it worked. So I came back and I sort of developed on the idea. Unfortunately, I was not mentally well at that age, at that stage, sorry, not that age only. I took another project and it was Egypt and tourism. And uh, I, that grew up and we made a, a, you know, a, a video that won 2019 UN uh, World Tourism Organization promotional video of the year. So I wow. got a lot of experience in that. 
So when I felt I was mentally better, I revisited my original project and I decided, hey, I can't have this as an anonymous platform. I wanted to serve the region in a manner that merges mental health with culture. So Empower was the first mental health magazine in the Middle East. And I decided uh, that the the region needed one because I think that the shame, the stigma, you just had someone that had to be courageous about it. And I think that (laughs) the thing that keeps me going is the fact that I'm a man because I felt that most of the cases, most of the stories that I was getting was that, you know, around masculinity being, you know, I, people now, there's a whole thing in Egypt about, you know, feminism and, 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 and sexual harassment. What, I, what no one knew was how many people were men and had stories that weren't only just about that, but more, but I felt that I needed to, to voice that as a man. So I felt that me being also a, a, a rogel in Arabic, I felt that this was a symbol of, of maybe that I didn't have when I was going through, because, you know, in fitness, maybe you have Ali Mazhar, people who mm. took success in an industry, but in what I was passionate about, I didn't have someone who could say, hey, I went through this, it's okay, uh, in our culture. You know, Dwayne Johnson, yes. people yes. in other countries talk about it, but there's something Egyptian being uh, Emirati, being uh, Saudi, being anything. Yeah, in the Middle East, yes, in the Middle it's, East, yeah. It's very, it's very, it's very feared upon. So the entire statement around that was, we need to be okay, not being uh, perfect and not just okay, because I think there's a lot of pressure on that. So that's really why I decided to go into mental health and pursue it. And of course, I wanted to create a systemic change, a culture shift. So I knew that that happens in corporations. So all my focus was, how can I be an entrepreneur, an ethical and a social change maker uh, and creating that systemic change in leadership. So that's why the podcast came in as uh, not to say mental health, but to through the vision and the scope of leadership and call it empathetic leadership. And then I was like, oh, empathy always wins. Yeah, that's that's nice. I, I love the name actually. The empathy always wins. You took us yeah to the to the second question and uh, about the podcast and I've seen you've been uh, in podcasting for uh, for some time. Also, how did did, did this start uh, uh, and uh, and and how long have you been there? And what is your advice to anybody who wants to start uh, podcasting? Uh, because I see that it's uh, started to grow uh, lately. Yeah. Uh, great question, Yanni. I hosted an event with uh, uh, Microsoft Managing Director, Microsoft for Startups, and uh, and Cheryl King, um, uh, uh, marketeers. Uh, basically, marketeers are the only reporting um, agency in, in the Middle East that produce reports on podcasts. And what I wanted to do, uh, now I've been a year. Actually, so to answer your question, I've been podcasting for a year. I started Empathy Always Wins like exactly a year and a couple of days ago. Um, oh. But why I did this event was to bring more awareness on podcasting. But when I started, the intention behind Empathy Always Wins was to create a, a conversation uh, with world leaders, having, of course, spoken at the World Health, the UN, and, 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 and MIT, and, and Canadian Mental Health Association. I knew I had access to a lot of people that wanted to have a conversation that leaders all around the world could listen to. So I was like, let's enhance everyone's sort of uh, um, leadership characteristics and skills because everyone wants to be a better leader. I myself want to be a better leader. Uh, And 
created the show and it started because I was finding that there's more intimacy in the engagement on in podcasting. And I found that this could be something empower me as the founder of empower can pioneer in the region. And that could be something that can bring awareness uh, through mental health, because if you start and you can stay consistent in doing one thing when it's very easy, like I have the podcasting kit right here and it, it's literally like, yeah. well, it, it's literally like $300 worth of equipment and I'm a singer as well. So I already knew how to edit my voice, do all this uh, stuff. And I'm, I'm a professionally trained singer. And, and, and I took a course. Uh, in, this is, this is new. Uh, this is new. You will tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so it, it just happened to be like, it made uh, sense. You, know, you find YouTubers with a camera. I always had a mic on my desk because I sing and I, that's my escape. Yeah. Now that, that's that's good to know yeah that it's easy to start for for anyone it's not uh, like uh, 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 too much investment and you can start it from anywhere like you said you started uh, from from your home as long as you have a strong idea and uh, and uh, uh, people uh, around you that that will support you uh, it, it it's uh, it's really it's really worth it to to start in, in, in podcasting so tell yeah. us about this uh, yeah. To add, I want to add another point because podcasting yeah. people feel like it always has to be interviews. I like yeah. I broaden our perspectives when you think of podcasting. Podcasting could be you simply writing a blog and reading it. It could be you delivering value in ways that maybe isn't the traditional way. Like this is an interview, for example, or this is a conversation. Perhaps yeah. you can deliver whatever you want to deliver. You can write stories around whatever topic you like. I think that the more we think of podcasting as a medium of intimate communication, I think it, we, especially for entrepreneurs who want to deliver value, you can talk about your journey and your conversations with your clients and your digital agency, everything that might have not come to your, 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 your thoughts. So I think thinking about podcasting from a way that is how do I have fun doing it versus how it is meant to be done. Nothing is meant to be done. I think podcasting is great if you if, if you just want a new challenge and want to um, really start something from your heart. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's amazing. You you don't have to uh, to just it can be uh, like your thoughts. It doesn't have to be an interview. That that's uh, new information, and, and it's good that you have the different topics that you can talk about uh, while having the podcast. Ahmed Khalil is here. He's uh, saying, love to see you two incredible leaders. Ahmed, thank you so much for joining. Amina, Summer, hello, how are you? Uh, Joseph here is asking a qu uh, question. If you don't have empathy or a king and kings don't have friends, just followers and foes, what's your thoughts about that? I think that, you know, um, if you don't have empathy, you're a king and kings don't... Uh, Look, I think that empathy is something that if you if you don't have it, you choose not to have it. We're we're born, yeah. you know, babies, yes. human beings. As soon as we're born, we're we're as infants, we we feel others. We know when others are a threat. We cry. So before you and I choose to have empathy or not, it's simply in us. So whether you don't have exactly. it. Feel that being emotionally intelligent is not the way to sustain your king's stature. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily uh, the way to go about it because 
the best leaders, Jeff Bezos, or the most powerful leaders are the leaders who know how to influence. And you can't influence if you can't be emotionally cued to the culture, to the generation, to so many different aspects in your company leadership wise. So I think that it is a must have, and that's why we're doing the event with HAD, of course, the mental toughness series, because the resilience, emotional intelligence, empathy is no longer a, 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 a you know, should, could, you need to it's have a must. It's a must. It's a must to be able to be successful and to be able to approach and win clients, win conversations with your uh, close uh, family, you know, relatives. It's 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 seeing what the other person is going through to be able to understand them and better deliver them value in personal and professional relationships. I agree. We have to be thoughtful. We are all emotional beings. We we have to deal with each other uh, with empathy. That's uh, that's right. That's right, Ali. Tell us about this uh, this event and uh, what are you doing here in, uh, in Emirates uh, and how uh, how are things going for for Empower Magazine and your uh, your thoughts about that and how are things going? Tell us about that. Wallahi, uh, of course, the, the, the Middle East and North Africa region is very different uh, to Canada. You know, I've always dreamt of actually being here, you know, actually making an impact on the ground, not just online, because all my work is online. And uh, of course, it feels different. So it's, it's, of course, a little bit scary to, you know, even though I speak, you know, at schools and I do a lot of other uh, things and, and stuff. It's different. It feels different to be home doing something like that uh, because you are face forward, uh, you know, in front of the adversary, the culture that yeah. hasn't accepted it. The the the, yes. the people that not but not everyone is going to be your follower when you start out. So, uh, and that's a trait where whenever you start anything new, actually you feel it. So, being here launching Empower. Um, well, we're starting with the mental toughness series. So, uh, empowering minds is the events business of empower. Empower is a magazine, but as I'm developing it here right now, we're raising funds as well. We want to make it the ecosystem of mental health, you know? So I, I think that what the region really lacks is in, in mental wellbeing is awareness, education, and services. Awareness. Yeah. What is mental health? People think mental health is like depression, anxiety, all those hard, hard, yes. hard subjects. Yes. Mental health is, 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 is in every person's health. It's an athlete. It, it differentiates between the Ronaldo and the, 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 the average Joe footballer. It differentiates between, you call it mental toughness, you call it mindset, you call it whatever, but at the root core of it, it is great mental health and well-being and that the constituents of those elements are the same for those that have that 10 like the 10 percent of those that have the critical illnesses that many mental health awarenesses uh, campaign target but if we target truly everybody and raise you know awareness then educate people about how they can take care of their own mental health because if you, there's no awareness why would people get educated and then you provide them services but 
with Empower, it's mainly uh, an enabler. It's mainly that yellow pages of the region. It's mainly so that that young man who wanted to always be in psychology and always thought it was shameful. No, he has a platform. He has that support. He has the community. And it's a community that is enti- that is a region-wide community. So it's more of um, enabling people to really serve uh, others in the mental wellness niche. And then, of course, the events business of Empower the the vision of empowering minds and that's why we started it with had is to grow it into the world's leadership and mental health uh, conference or summit with of course uh, prizes you know change make like we have a, a a framework that we really feel uh is possible because people are already doing great work here and imagine if we can't if we if we award them if we give them the recognition if we give them the support if we give them the platform there will be so much more and this is for the betterment of the region, for the for the youth coming and and wanting to truly make a change. There's, in my point of view, it's good to make a change. It's it's great to want to make an impact, but it's different when you have that support to make the change. Because I've been in the game for quite some time, and when I started out, the biggest challenge was, hey, you're doing great work. That's amazing for the world, but where's the funding? Where's the yeah. where's the support? And that's the biggest obstacle for people that want to sort of follow that route is that it's unconventional. It's very tough. It's very challenging. But when there is that ecosystem, people can uh, feed off of one another and everyone eats and everyone makes a change. Yeah, that's great, uh, Ali. And I think you partnered with, uh, with a great team. Shout out to the team of, uh, of HAD. They are, uh, they are amazing people. Yeah, Dalia, Dalia, America. Uh, they are, you know, they are very, very powerful, driven, vision-oriented women that truly, you know, off the record, feel the same feeling. I feel that when you enter partnerships, it can't just be about the money. It can't just be about the network. It has to be about truly, do you give a, a you know, a damn about this? Is it in your heart? Because trust yes. me, when you find that synergy, it's not work. It's more of you push each other, you, you, you challenge one another. It's, it's, it's a healthy environment to grow, to prosper. And I think that's the idea of work that we want to build. We want, don't want work to be a nine to five. And that's a part of my life. Work is now becoming the biggest uh, uh, impact. really just make it holistically built within people. And I feel that by sharing these stories and by sharing how to, you know, form those partnerships and how I formed them on LinkedIn through a podcast, just like this. Uh, and then, you know, Hey, you know, I really think we're going to do something together. And you get a call like three weeks later, five weeks later, you're in another country and you're just a, a young kid starting out. I think youth need to know that if they really pursue the right avenues and be proactive about their work, I was going to, stop in power because of the lack of funding or the support that support i was able to really find that that floor where i can do the work that you know i need to do as, as ali on behalf of empower yeah that's that's great of course uh ali great that you did not stop and uh, of course there is always uh, obstacles but uh, keep going and uh, and really uh, really uh, it's great to see uh, what you're doing and you're really progressing. And uh, I think 2021 for you will be a step change in, in everything. Thank you. Hamad, uh, 
Hamad, thank you so much uh, for uh, for coming in and he's asking about best qualities of a leader to strive in a, in a startup IT business. I think you know the best qualities of a leader, uh, especially uh, you know uh, driving an IT business. I'll even frame that a little bit, sort of a, a tech business, perhaps. I think it's being able to have great teamwork skills. That's all it depends. We're all going to be finding remote work the norm very soon. Um, I think it's being able to work in a team and choosing the right people to work with as well. I think sometimes you have the best idea out there. People are working on it. But if there isn't the right chemistry in the team, uh, and that's really what we're going to talk about as well on the, uh, in the Mental Toughness series with, with HAD, um, it's, it's all about that resilient team that can truly flourish and, and succeed during these hard times because we're going to keep getting hard times, guys. Like, I, I don't think it's ever going to get, you know, of course it's going to get easier, but it's then it's going to get, it's a cycle. Like, it's life. It's a cycle, so, yes. yes so the main quality of that leader has to be uh, a, a strong, resilient and, and an empathetic uh, team uh, leader that leads by example and that is truly uh, that is truly highly emotionally intelligent because only then will he spot the right people and only then will he be so cued with who's fit for the chemistry and who isn't. True, true. Uh, emotional and social intelligence now it's uh, it's a must, like you said, and uh, and empathy and and supporting your uh, your people and especially in these hard times and uh, leading with empathy. Yes, that that's true. Ali, what is what is your advice for people who are suffering from like any mental illness or mental health? As you said, you you had also your your times that you were suffering about that. What's your advice, and how can people like trust someone uh, to talk to? And uh, did you have like a coach or something to talk to to get you out of uh, any mental uh, mental issues? What's your advice to people suffering from this problems kind of problems? Yeah, you know. There's so many ways to answer this question, but I'll keep it very simple. My first piece of advice is, um, first of all, find someone that you can be vulnerable with uh, that, first of all, can never judge you for whatever that is you feel. Um, and that is very, of course, hard for people like us living in this part of the world, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing. But that doesn't mean that they're not there. That means that you can seek them through the services available. But the idea of going to a service doesn't mean that you are weak. It doesn't mean that you are uh, that that you that you lost it. That you've gone, you know, crazy, as we say here. It, it absolutely every high professional athlete, Muhammad Salah, Cristiano, they all have mental coaches, whether they're sports psychologists or whatever. So I really, really, really need to emphasize that seeking support is an empowering act of taking charge because whenever you feel the way, you know, mental illnesses make you feel or mental challenges, they're illogical. They, 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 they wear on top of you and they make you feel like you don't want an out, which is very different to physical illnesses that you just want to get your cast off and you want to be able to write back. And I, mentally, emotional illnesses are different. So the act of seeking help 
is a very courageous act and you have no idea how strong it is to speak to someone. That is the first step. And that is enough to get that load that you've been holding off your shoulders, off your chest. That itself is is the start. Everything else is 10%. That's 90%. Yeah, I think you you answered the question, and uh, yeah, it's important that you can get it out of your your chest. So, yeah, yeah, it really it really is. Yeah, I agree with you, Ali. You have uh, any questions for uh, for me? Yeah, of course, and I I sure. want to I want I want to ask you a little bit about how does this conversation affect you? You know, in your line of business in. In, in your experience in the Arab world, are you seeing uh, that shift that in leadership and the style of leadership uh, change? And if it has or hasn't, where are we going? I think we are going towards uh, this shift, but slowly still, uh, of course, we have uh, like uh, people uh, uh, not, not talking too much about uh, empathy or talking about uh, mainly about uh, reaching uh, profits, whatever it takes. Um, that they really don't care about uh, too much about their their, their employees. It can they can change uh, uh, easily like uh, employees. Still, still we have I think long long way to go. But there is there is a lot of good examples here, and that uh, uh, there is uh, there is a move. The things started to to shift, and uh, you can see people who uh, who lead with empathy, who care about their uh, their employees' uh, mental health, who care about uh, uh, their family. And, and all that but, but still it will take some time but it, it started started uh, uh, really to show maybe it's more uh, clear uh, outside the Arab world but it started to, to resonate here also and we started to see some people talking about it and uh, I've seen some really good examples of uh, leaders here in uh, LinkedIn who who seem to be really care about their, their employees and we've seen some companies also who uh, care about their employees during this uh, this pandemic still of course uh, there's a lot of people who lost their, their jobs and uh, but uh, on the same way maybe some companies really cared about their employees during this uh, this uh, this pandemic like uh, they they didn't uh, like rush them in to to move to uh, uh, to go to to their work they can work uh, easily online they trusted their employees that they were not following up they know that their employees are responsible and they will do their uh, their business they cared about their employees health and about their family's health so there is a, i think there is a good movement uh, towards that let me ask you uh, yani perhaps um do you do you feel that uh, because of covid uh, people have become a little bit more uh, open to the conversation about mental health I think yes, uh, of course, because you uh, COVID and everybody was staying for some time at uh, at home and uh, not too much movement and uh, it's like people were a little bit, uh, you know, some people like they felt that they lost their their freedom of uh, going after homes. Yeah, I think people were more more and more open to talk about uh, uh, mental issues and uh, and mental health because people. Uh, this year it was a shock for them that they had to stay and get uh, like locked a little bit at home and and it, uh, it changed a lot of people a lot of people started to be more family oriented than uh, than, than before 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I felt that too. But you know, when I come to think about it, I think the silver lining of all what we've been all going through is being forced to think about other people. You know, wearing yeah. that mask, simple things, um, understanding why, even if you hate it, I we hate. We all hate wearing the mask, but you know, I mean, just stuff like this. I think it's forced us to think in a way that not everybody used to think about. And uh, for me, that was the silver lining of COVID. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there is a lot of the mindset changed and, uh, and, uh, and people started to think uh, differently. Even uh, when we started to be more active, for me, for example, more active online and going uh, on, on LinkedIn, it totally changed my mindset and met a lot of, uh, of, uh, of nice people. Besides being uh, close to family, I uh, started to, to feel like uh, what, what are the efforts, for example, that my wife is doing with, uh, with my kid. And, you know, you, you start to feel people, even people around you that, that you did not feel that they are doing so much for you and, uh, and, and, and for the well-being of the family. And you started to feel other people. What about if you're managing someone and he's, uh, he's suffering from, from the same? So you have to have, uh, empathy and you have to feel, uh, uh, other people uh, as well. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and that makes you yeah. view more more of a successful uh, leader because when you win people on the on the personal uh, on a personal note and on a personal relationship, uh, you know, work just becomes a matter of uh, of uh, the relationship with and to work becomes a, a lot different. Um, let's answer this question. Yeah, it looks looks interesting. So, uh, Muhammad is asking uh, about uh, what's the best way to keep employee happy for a startup business. I mean, would you please explain about team binding activity, how exactly it will affect on employees' subconscious mind? Yeah, I mean, as we said, for IT companies, it's very different than other companies, such as event companies that have yeah. different employees doing different tasks. But the thing that I definitely would highly recommend, and by the way, this is a strategy Klopp uses. So Jurgen yeah. in Liverpool, uh, no, what no one knows about him is that he gives consulting services for the most elite companies out there because of his leadership wow. skills. He runs Liverpool like a CEO. And if I can tell you one, if I can tell you one, um, major key takeaway from uh, that question, uh, a leadership uh, sort of a team building exercise is get to know each and every member of the team. I think even if you're a company, even if you are um, a startup, no matter how big you are, uh, if you're a family, you know, you have to know every single name on your floor, you know, you have yes. to know every single name and, and person uh, on your team. You have to be able to have time that is separated from work, dedicated to that people, what they like. Let them let get more connected on that human level, which we have all been forced to do. And I think as a, as a, as a, as a, as a training to, you know, have a one hour catch-up time where everyone has a minute to, you know, recap the, the, the things they're most grateful for and then uh, circle around once again 
what's one unique thing, funny thing that happened to someone. You put people in, 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 in elements that they don't associate with work and you make them understand that, hey, we can have a laugh here. We can, and, and, and work almost becomes a byproduct of that relationship that, that, that you have with your members. So you ask them, hey, how's your son, uh, you know, uh, Ihab doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember what you told me last year. And then those comments start to roll on. People start to be more connected. But of course, that only works when you choose the right team, with the right chemistry, because with that chemistry, and that's why I say in life and the business, empathy always wins, because that is the that should be the DNA of selecting. And of course, the DNA of the chemistry moving forward as a company, as a, as a football team, as whatever that is that is trying to achieve an outcome or a target or hit a target. I totally agree with you. Where, uh, as I said, we're emotional beings, and we need to be connected. And there, there must be like team activity, and uh, it's 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 super important that you know everyone in your team, and you know what they if they are suffering or something, and you care about them. This is how how you succeed, and how uh, how teams succeed. If there everybody's distant or working in silos, it it never works. It never works. Uh, you'll find that after a few years, it will fall down, and uh, the company will not will not achieve, and people will be like feeling like a burden when they are going to work. They're not enjoying work. So people are people want to go to work to grow personally as well too. That's yes. a big. Thing. Our generation is very different. Like when we choose where we want to work, we don't just look at uh, a paycheck. We look at is this going to make me happy? Because we see a lot of people with big fat paychecks. That and we're not happy. We're not happy. Very miserable. And the last thing we want to do is work so hard and end up being miserable. Because, you know, exactly. it's not like before when we never said how we feel. We know what's going on. We're not naive. We're not a naive generation. I agree with you. That's the, maybe the difference between the new generation and the, the, the older generation, but uh, it's really it's really an interesting uh, subject, of course, and uh, we're so happy to have you today, uh, Ali. Thank you, Chenoaz. Uh, he's saying very impressive observation. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. Uh, Ali, uh, the, the chat with you, it's really interesting and we can go really for, for, for hours. But I'm looking forward maybe one time to be uh, your guest and uh, we can do that uh, again and again and again. Uh, and uh, I'm really uh, impressed with, uh, with your mentality and what you're doing uh, in your age. You're, you're still young and you have uh, lot, lot, lots and lots to, to give. And I feel that 2021 will be really big for you. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's definitely... A pleasure to have you on Empathy Always Wins. Um, it's meant for people that, you know, uh, believe in this, uh, not message, in this mentality. And uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. It's, uh, it's not just, uh, oh, a book you read and then on to the next one. It's, uh, yes. Or a podcast you read. It's, it's, uh, it's stories. It's, uh, it's a way of uh, doing things. It's a way of being. And it's so simple because um, I think that, you know, in closing, I just want to say that, uh, the more human you are, um, that's what's going to help you get to where you uh, you want in a world where uh, intentions are, aren't so clear and in a world where um, sometimes things aren't um, very transparent. The only way to really, really uh, get and win positions, people, 
um, win yourself is by knowing yourself and knowing exactly who you want to be, what you want to do, but knowing also what you don't want to do and who you don't want to be. And that's just equally important. So uh, thank you, Ahmed, for having me. And I really, really, really appreciate this opportunity to be able to speak to an audience, uh, uh, a respected audience like yours. Respect, Ali. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm uh, really happy to have you today. And uh, thank you so much. Take care. And uh, I hope we did not, uh, like, uh, you did not stay for, uh, for long. And uh, it was really enjoyable. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye bye, Ali. Whoa! That was fun. That was fun. My old gist is how can we make really educational content fun you know I, I, I really don't like education but I love it at the same time and I swear to God you know I'm a very energetic guy but sometimes I can't sit still for days and I just need to feel that I'm not learning when I'm learning that I'm playing because at times I feel that I really miss being a little kid and I just don't like it when they tell you growing up is is a trap so to anyone that feels that 2021 is another year they they're growing yet they feel a little bit trapped or enclosed may this be a sign of hope that you can pretty much make a podcast make a community on linkedin on facebook bring a four friends every week and make it a habit where you share value but also have a laugh crack a joke have some sense of sort of humor and lightness to anything that is work or developmental related because at the end of the day that's how you keep going that's the secret of you know making a thousand episodes reaching it's not about a number it's about a feeling and it's about a sensation it's that's also being about self-compassionate with yourself so i really want to put that out because sometimes you always get asked, hey, how do you do this? How do you do this? It's by, by having fun. And that's very subjective. My fun is different from your fun. Your fun is different from another's fun way of life. And I think that that's just the main gist of this show. So thank you so much for tuning in, guys. It's a pleasure to have you listening to Empathy Always Win. Follow us at, at Empathy Always Wins. Surely, actually shortly, not surely, surely we will be able to... Um, watch empathy always wins on youtube this is my main target for 2021 is building empower into some sort of a media production house whereby this can be real time live and in action bringing some of the biggest most you know freaking awesome guests on the show and talking about mental health in a way that is just empowering i don't want anyone to think that mental health is this heavy topic i'm inspired by taking care of one my mental health personally and i feel that living with a condition only makes me want to learn about it and not beat it but work with it and and sometimes i'm very high like right now but other times if you watch my instagram stories i'm very low and i share that as well and i don't like it when people tell me like yesterday's story hey you look good i want to be looking like you or hey how do you do all this and all that i'm like guys don't judge me by social media don't judge anyone by social media we're human beings you are beautiful you are worth it 
and it takes strength, courage and vulnerability and empathy to look deep inside your eyes and see that softest part that allows you to be kind and compassionate with others. Um, that's the most important thing I learned in 2020 when things were going very sour. So I'll leave that, you know, I'll, I'll leave it there on this note. And as I always say, ending this podcast, 2021 brings a different energy. I wanted to infuse that into this episode. May we always know that in life and in business, true vulnerability, compassion, and empathy always, heck, it always wins.